0: We are supported by Robbins Insurance, an independent insurance agency known for providing customized insurance policies, sound guidance, and attentive service. Robbins is also known for delivering exceptional coverage to Nashville's restaurants and bars. Whether it's a fryer fire that sets off the sprinkler system and leaves your restaurant sopping wet on a busy Saturday night, or it's a a once-in-a-decade tornado that cuts off your electricity and subsequently spoils all the food in your walk-in, Robbins has seen it all and they know how to create policies that will get your business back on its feet as quickly as possible in the event a disaster strikes. Look, when it comes to insuring your restaurant, bar, brewery, bakery, grocery store, hotel, or whatever, you need someone who knows the industry, who understands your business, and who will create a policy that protects your space, your staff, and your concept. That's Robbins. Visit Robbins' website at robbinsins.com. That's R-O-B-I-N-S ins.com to request your insurance consultation. Once again, that's RobinsINS.com. Welcome to Nashville Restaurant Radio, the tastiest hour of talk in Music City. Now here's your host, Brandon Still. Hello, music city and welcome to nashville restaurant radio we are powered by gordon food service my name is brandon still and i am your host we are super excited to have you here on a monday and we got a great great episode for you i am so excited to introduce you to an turco he is the new executive chef over at mimo in the four seasons now this is I guess I should say I'm excited to introduce you to Agnello Turco. They call him Chef Nello, but his name is Agnello. And um, he is a Michelin-starred chef who's come to Nashville. We are really lucky to have this guy. And I just got to the bottom of this thing. I wanted to find out about him, where he came from, what his culture was like. He spent time at Nomo under um, Chef Rene and just – He's been some amazing, amazing places. And I think we're pretty lucky to have this guy here in town. And it was really fun to share his story. So if you haven't heard of him, congratulations. He's brand new town. He said this is his very first interview that he has done in the city. So I'm sure you'll be hearing lots more about him. But since you're a listener of Nashville Restaurant Radio, you're going to say, yeah, yeah, we know him. Yeah, I've already I, I all about him. Thanks. So uh, we've got a, a new sponsor that we're talking about today. And this is Corson Fire. Now, Corson Fire and Security Let me tell you, you're sitting here listening, you're going, what does Brandon know about fire extinguishers? Well, this is an interesting question because these guys at Corson were kind of asking me the same thing. My grandfather used to own a company called Courtesy Fire Extinguisher Service. And this was in Southern California. And this is the business that I grew up with. This was my grandfather's business growing up and I would go out and work with him all the time. Like We would go out and do calls. We used to do the Oakley plant in Irvine, California the Orange County Register newspaper, and they had thousands of fire extinguishers, but you'd have to go there and shoot the fire extinguisher off into a machine, and then you'd take the head off of it, and then you'd clean the gasket, and if it was an ABC fire extinguisher, or Halon, or CO2, or water, whatever it was, I knew how to deal with all of them. So when I first met Kevin Rose, we started talking about fire extinguishers, he's like, well, what's going on here? How do you know so much about fire extinguishers? And I kind of explained my story, but then we started talking and I could tell their enthusiasm and their passion for what they did really spilled over. And their whole team, I got to meet with their their sales manager and we really started sitting on talking about what they care about and, and restaurants was a main focus for them. They were like, you know what? There's so many opportunities for training. There's opportunities to inform people about why we do what we do, how we do what we do. We just really want to make this a focal point in and safety. And really, we do a great job of servicing people. And just they were just so excited. And I was like, dude, yeah, we definitely need to talk about you guys on the show. We need to definitely do this. So here we are. I mean, they do fire extinguishers, general fire products, emergency exit lighting, fire alarm systems, fire sprinkler systems, kitchen fire suppression systems. They do the security for your building. They'll monitor it. They're really amazing. So check them out. Um, and I want you to call Kevin Rose. If you don't have a guy that you call for anything that you need, You need to have a guy. I talked about this in the last episode. It is so important that you have somebody you can call whenever you need it. And you can call Kevin Rose. His number is 615-974-2932. Amazing. I also want to talk about net checks and our Mexican restaurant bracket. Round two ends on Sunday. Sunday the 14th. Round three is going to start on the 15th. Monday, August. I can't believe it's already August 15th which is my wife's birthday. Happy birthday, honey. I love you. Thank you for letting me come do podcasts on your birthday. So yeah, go go to NashvilleRestaurantRadio.com and uh, you can click the vote button and you vote for your favorite Mexican restaurant. There's 32 of them out there right now and we'll be at 16 on Monday and then we will be at eight and then four and then two and I cannot wait to crown a champion. I have, based on voting right now, it's, it's pretty close. I can guess who I think is going to be there, but I'm curious who you think is going to be there. So go to nashfrestaurantradio.com and place your vote now. Also, with Robin's Insurance, you heard a little ad about them. We're doing Brandon's Book Club. Brandon's Book Club is out and ready to go. Michael Easter's The Comfort Crisis. We're buying the books. So if you want this book, just go ahead and purchase it, and then send me the DM with the receipt, and I'll Venmo you, Winnie. How about that? That easy. So you get free books. What's your what's, Why not read? Get outside your comfort zone. That's the whole point of this book. It's called The Comfort Crisis by Michael Easter. Matthew Clements over at Robbins recommended this book, and I loved it. I've talked to three people so far who've already read it, and they're like, dude, my life has changed. My life has changed. This is amazing. I am so much more willing to get outside my comfort zone and, and really try some new things, and I was I was very encouraged by that. So this episode with yellow Turco is a lot of fun, and we joke around a lot, and <laughs> A lot. We joke around a lot. And he has a ton of energy. And so turn the volume up. Enjoy this. I hope you can get through his accent. But uh, he, he's legit. And I'm excited to introduce you to Agnello Turco. Super excited today to welcome in Chef Nello. I don't even know your name other yeah. than
1: Chef Nello. First of all, ciao, y'all. This is I I create this greeting, great greetings great Ciao, y'all. Ciao, y'all. You know, everybody say, hey, y'all, hey, y'all. And I was like, why not ciao, y'all? And I, I also create a hashtag. Hashtag ciao, y'all. Hashtag ciao, y'all. Yes. I'm Italian, as you see. I mean, like, as you feel, actually. And you hear. <laughs> and, yeah. I'm Nello. Oh, my name is... Actually, I need to tell... If My name is my grandparent's name, right? Okay. If he know that someone else... We call me Nello. He gets so mad because my name is Aniello. Aniello. Yes. Aniello basically is a very local, very southern Italian name. And just few people have this kind. I mean, my name is very unique, let's say. And basically, uh, my grandparent is very proud of this, that I'm the first grandson. Yeah, you know, he doesn't want that nobody call me Nello. So he should come here. He will slap my face like, well, how dare you? Is your grandparents still uh, with us? Yeah, of course, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. So do they know
0: that they call you of Nello? Of course. I mean,
1: yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So but Anello, it's easy for everybody. I mean, um, I mean, later we talk about my experience and stuff. Yeah. I travel the world a lot. And during my experience inside, I mean, during my life, I experienced that it's easier for the people to call me Nello than Aniello. Because Angelo, what, what do you prefer? I mean, Nello, Nello is easy. My mom called I'm me. I'm happy Nello. to call you Agnello. Okay, if you want. I mean, Agnello. if that's what
0: you'd like, I can no enunciate problem. that no problem. <laughs> okay, Nello's pretty easy, but yes. we're introducing you to Nashville today. All right, then. I Agnello. mean, this is your introduction to. Na- I mean, welcome to Nashville. Thank you. The, actually, it's one month enough. But I'm you're here. just. I mean, but you've been en- engrossed in the yeah. the the business, right? I mean, yeah, of course. Four seasons. Let's, let's so you are the new executive chef
1: mm-hmm. at restaurant executive chef
0: restaurant executive chef yes. at Mimo's Mimo yeah Mimo not Mimo Mimo no S no just
1: S. Mimo Mimo yeah okay Mimo restaurant
0: because there's a Mexican restaurant in um, Mount Juliet called Mimos M E M O apostrophe S Mimos this is Mimo Mimo okay is. is this the only Mimo or is there other Mimos in Four Seasons Hotels.
1: The only Mimo. This Imagine, I, before I was working in China, before I came here, and my restaurant was called Mio, M-I-O. Okay. That means mine. And then I came here, they say, your restaurant will, will be called Mimo. I was like, oh, wow, that's, in my life I need to work in a restaurant with M-I and then ending with I-O-M-I-O, whatever. So, yeah. Mimo. So what does Mimo mean? Mimo is a uh, is an Italian word that means mockingbird. Hey, that's our state bird. Exactly, it is. <laughs> wow.
0: <laughs> I I have to admit, I have to admit that before we started, I asked you what Mimo meant, and you said it's a mockingbird, and that's your state bird. And I said it is. It is. I said really? I didn't know that. I know the iris is our state flower.
1: It is. It is. It and is you said a- the
0: raccoon is our state.
1: Oh. Animal or something. The state trash panda? (laughs) Yes, it is. I think so. I mean I saw the picture of a natural natural museum here in Nashville. I was passing by with my scooter and I saw it. But
0: yeah. Do you drive a scooter?
1: Uh actually very soon I I bought it a Vespa. It's orange. And I will drive around the city with my orange Vespa and everybody will see me around with this Vespa. I think I'm the only one to to drive that. Uh it will come soon. It's on the way. Okay,
0: so orange. If you see a guy who smiles a lot, if you see a guy, I have one thing that you've been in here for like ten minutes, and you just smile a lot. Yes, I you're am. probably one of the hat like outwardly happiest, like really successful chefs I've seen in a long time.
1: I I am i, mean, I, I actually yeah I need to admit I'm a very positive person in general in my life, and so I sh- I see good things everywhere that I go, everything that I do, so. Sometimes it's, ha- it's good. Sometimes it's not good because, you know, when you don't see negativity, you can be fucked up, you know, a lot. So, yeah. But, yeah, I am a very positive person. I love that. I love that.
0: You you have a really good energy about you. Thank you. And I'd love yes. to see you riding around in an orange scooter down Broadway. <laughs> yes. If you see Chef yellow <laughs> yeah. driving around on an orange scooter, yeah. wave at him, honk at him, be like, Enyelo. Yes. Yeah.
1: yeah. Ciao, y'all! Ciao, y'all! Ciao, y'all! Yes. <laughs>
0: I love that because in Europe, they use the word ciao all the time. It's like, hello, I, goodbye. Yeah, Ciao, exactly. ciao, Germany, choose, whatever. But like it's, it's it's totally normal. And when you go to Europe for a week, you end up leaving going
1: ciao, ciao. Exactly. But you're bringing
0: it to Nashville. Ciao, y'all.
1: Yes, yes. Ciao, y'all. would be my greetings for everybody that will come to for season. I will, I will have the chance to try my food as well. And yeah, we are getting ready. We are not open yet, as you know. And, uh, you know, very soon in September, we're going to open our door. And there is a lot of expectation from the company, from a lot of people, even uh, the people that I'm meeting, right? Yeah. I mean, well, I mean for this season, a- for season, is changing the the landscape of, of downtown Nashville. You know, it is. It's a huge building. Now it's the tallest building in the city, basically. Is it? It is, it is.
0: I, I didn't know. That. Higher than the, the 504 or 505?
1: We are, at the moment, still right now, the, the tallest building in downtown. Wow, that's
0: so cool. Yes, yes. Okay, so let's learn about you. Because yeah. you don't just become the chef at Mimo by just being like, a, like an average yeah. guy. Like, <laughs> So you have a pretty impressive resume. Uh, yes. Uh, and that's your first dent with the Four Seasons.
1: No, no, of course not. I mean, I was working, as I told you before, uh, my previous experience with Four Seasons was in China. Beijing. In Beijing, yeah. Mm-hmm. Huge city with a lot of, you know, different uh, uh, energy, let's say. How did you get that job? Uh, very funny story. Over there was working one of my friend, chef. Uh, his you name is Marco. Just
0: over there working in Beijing yeah, no, Marco? He,
1: we were working together in uh, London. Okay. He was my chef in London. Okay. And then he moved to to Beijing and I moved to Copenhagen when I was working in another very famous restaurant. That we will talk about later. Yes. Yeah. Restaurant. And after one, two years, he called me back and said, listen, man, what do you, what do you think? Do you, would you like to take my position here? I'm, I'm, I'm thinking and I'm planning to go. And I was like, where are you? First of all, and he was like in Beijing. I was like, Whoa, Oh, wow. Beijing. Uh Let's think about it. And then I was like, yeah, let's do it. So are you married? No, I'm not. I'm She's single. No kids? No kids at all. So that's oh, why I ladies. I, <laughs> ladies. <laughs> that's why that's why I'm free to go around the world like this, you know. <laughs> Otherwise, imagine with kids and and whatever partner you have, I mean it would be very challenging. So I arrived to Beijing, I didn't know not nothing. nothing. Yeah. Like when I came here it was the same. I mean, I knew about Of course, Nashville is famous around the world for the music and with a lot of of things. But, you know, I I didn't expect it was so good. What was
0: your, what was your, and we're getting off the track of Beijing, but like, what was your impression of Nashville before you moved here, before you came here?
1: Uh, What I knew was that, you know, it's a music city for sure, uh, famous for... You know, all when you grow up with Jack Daniels, right? When you go to clubs and stuff, you have, you have Jack Daniels, and you always read on that.
0: Tennessee whiskey. Tennessee whiskey. Lynchburg, Tennessee.
1: And then you start to, uh, me, I'm a very curious person. So I was like, okay, let me figure it out. And when I was a kid, right? And Tennessee has always been like in every bottle of gin, uh, sorry, of uh, whiskey that you get drunk in your night. So it's a fun. Part of your life, basically, right? Sure. If you connect to, 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 you know... Um, that's your perception of
0: Tennessee now, exa- is this exa- whiskey exa- that you've been exa- drinking, exa- and exa- so you're familiar with the state of Tennessee. Exactly. But as far as Nashville is concerned, you're thinking country music? Uh,
1: yes, and good food as well. I mean, like... So good food. I mean, so that's
0: something now Southern food or like chef-driven?
1: Southern and chef-driven. I mean, Sean Brock is... So husk. Yeah, exactly.
0: Husk kind of puts you know, in put it's,
1: it's been uh, like uh, after the Netflix series, Chef Table and stuff like that. Yeah. So it's been very famous. And, you know, uh, catch my t- my attention, my my curiosity, actually, to the city.
0: So you're very curious. You're a curious guy. A lot. Yes, very much. I think that's a, a common trait in a lot of successful people. Mm, yeah. Insatiable curiosity, I call yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Just uh, gotta you know,
1: know. You never finish to learn. And I think that this... Curiosity is attached to that, right? Everything that is connected to something new, something different, something, you know, yeah to to drive you to to go there and figure it out, to learn and you know, discover.
0: So I'm gonna bring this around. You're you're a very curious guy, and you have a friend who's in Beijing and he says, Hey, I'm gonna probably leaving my restaurant. Do you wanna come be the chef here? Exactly. And you thought about it, then you went
1: I was like, Why Okay, not? let's go.
0: Now was it was it money? Was it just the opportunity? What was it about, I'm going to move to Beijing, a mm. whole nother mm-hmm. world, exactly. really, from where you're at? Was it just the curiosity of, can I do it? What type of restaurant was it? I got a million questions.
1: Uh, let's say I'm a little bit crazy as well. Okay. So, <laughs> I'm I'm curious person, but I'm also a little bit crazy. Let's see. When I imagine when I told to my mom, hey, I'm going to China. She was like, what are you saying? I'm sorry. I mean Chinese come in Italy to open restaurants and open shops to work here and you go to China for working? Are you crazy? What year is this? Uh two thousand and fourteen. Okay, so it's like two thousand twenty, that would be crazy. Yeah.
0: Two thousand twenty, like you're going to China in the time of COVID, like don't do two thousand fourteen. Yeah. Hey. Uh, yeah. It was an adventure.
1: Exactly. It was a it was an adventure. It was an adventure. And I arrived I arrived to Beijing, I was imagine I get scared. I mean, the first two weeks I was in the hotel, living in the hotel, just working and and go to the room and never go out because I was completely scared. The city was huge. Imagine chaos chaos everywhere, like car, traffic. What
0: type of cuisine are you cooking?
1: Italian. Oh, you're doing Italian Italian food in Beijing. So you're
0: not trying to do indigenous food in Beijing. You're doing your food Mm -hmm. in Beijing.
1: Italian, let's say modern Italian. Okay. Let's call it. Uh, because it was a little bit different, no spaghetti meatball, no lasagna, this <sighs> kind of stuff. Amen. You know, but Amen. Yeah.
0: No American, Italian.
1: Um. Uh, no, either. But was like very flavorful. It was very. Let's say when the people, uh, came to my restaurant or will come to my restaurant, would be like very impact food. When mm-hmm. you you see and you try, you would be like, wow, I need more of this. Yeah. You know, that that is my ideal ideal restaurant. You know to create a memory that is uh, my goal okay
0: to be memorable to have an experience exact, exact, exactly exactly i've been hearing that a lot recently i've had some mm-hmm. really great but operators on that really focus on the experience i agree i love it's that
1: it's pretty difficult but you know it's uh, especially in the hotel you know because you need to take care of a lot of things there is room service there is uh, uh, the guests. that so can, this is a hotel that you were in yeah, in for season yeah
0: okay so but you but you would, when you moved to beijing did you move to beijing to the Four Seasons, exactly. Yes. Oh, I thought you, your friend had a restaurant. No, no, no. So your friend was the chef at the Four Seasons, exactly. and he was leaving. So he said, "I'd love to come hire you as the chef at exactly. the Four Seasons, page. Exactly. So, okay, so that's a. I can see yeah. that move. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a big company. There's some stability there. They're not exactly. I can go there and I can start building my resume.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And, and uh, is this a Michelin star? No, wait. In the 2014, we're not Michelin star there. Okay. Still. so I worked. And I built the the restaurant to become a Michelin star restaurant. Basically. How do you do that? It's was that crazy. your goal? Was, in the beginning, no. was just, you know, like, of course, you have standards. You have, like, quality. Uh, you need to, you know, to set a lot of things together. And then I was like, uh, they, there was a rumor around. It's like, Michelin will come to Beijing. Michelin will come to Beijing. Like, hmm. Let's, let's 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 get see. there. If let's they see. do, let's make yeah. sure we if, do it. If they will come, I wanna be there. This is for sure this was my goal. I mean like uh, it's about it's like a project.
0: What's it's, the first thing you do?
1: Uh, you need to set in to make your team to believe that we can make it.
0: They have to see your vision. Of course. Yeah. Did you did you pull an all employee meeting and say, I want a Michelin star?
1: Oh not just one time. A lot of time. I mean, we were talking and we were planning and we were like, of course, you need to train everybody to get there. Otherwise, you don't get. I mean, if you just wait and wait. I feel that you know, a lot of people say, oh, you know, if they will, if, if the mission will come and they will give me a star, I will be happy. Whatever. If they give me, I mean, like this, I, don't, I will not change. I think that it's like a project. You have to be proactive. Yeah, you need to get ready for that. You know, you need to uh, prepare, especially in China, you know, So what'd you do? Uh, Did you
0: update the menu? Was it cleanliness? Was it wine list? Like what,
1: what'd you have to do? From the, from the menu part, you need to for sure, uh, get, uh, you know, have a very clear vision about what are you doing in Beijing? Italian food? Yes. But how is this Italian food? So from the taste profile, the presentation profile, need to be everything, uh, n- have everything need to have a sense, you know. Okay. Everything need to go into one direction. For example, Italian modern Italian food. Okay, let's make the the best uh, uh veal tornato sauce. But how you cook the veal? How you present the veal? How the tornato sauce will be on the top? How you gonna make the the people like? And how you make the people say, "Wow, this is beautiful." Let me try. Sometimes I, l- I heard so many times like. This is so beautiful that I'm scared to touch it, right? Because you know, the precision of the presentation, the 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 plates that you put in it, the the way that you present to the people, everything needs to have a sense and to have a direction, basically. And uh, yeah, it took years. No no weeks, no days, it took seriously years. How many years? Like we worked on Michelin like for three and a half years, I can say. Wow. And the team I give a lot of pressure because, of course, I mean, uh, I gave a lot of pressure because, you know, you have a goal and a lot of people fall on the on the way because they just give up and say like, no, I cannot handle, I cannot make it. I'm sorry.
0: So do you, how do you do that? Do you yell? Do you uh, scream? Because, well so the, here's, here's, here's the challenge is that when you want to exact change and when you have these, Michelin star is a high goal, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's. That's a type A, everybody in your entire team has to be rowing in the same direction and everybody has to want it too. Exactly. How do you make everybody want it? The people that don't, are they just gone or do you put your arm around them and say, let me tell you what life's going to be like when we get this?
1: That's that's how do you do that? That's exactly the key. Uh, uh, People that, you know, sometimes you see that they are driven by passion, right? And you tell them, listen, if we achieve this goal that is Michelin, your life will change. You have door open everywhere that yeah. you go. In China or everywhere in the world. I mean, you worked and you achieved this Michelin star with the chef. So we'd be like... It's not my goal. This is our exactly. goal. Exactly. And I always say, I'm a, a, I'm not a Chinese man here. I'm Italian. I'm like a, a, a Western. So this is your star. It's not my star. I always say that. So, if we achieve that, it's for you and we not for me. And, and we, I mean, uh, actually, in all this, it, it, I mean, was true because uh, the COVID hit and I decided to leave. So, I left my star with them. I mean, like, you know, yeah. this was them star. And this was the most incredible and the most proud achievement that I I had, basically. Well,
0: I've, I've had several James Beard Award winners on this show. hmm I've only had one Michelin star and that's Tony Montuano. Wow. From yeah. Spiaggia, mm-hmm. and he's over at uh, Yolan. Yes, yes. Have you eaten at Yolan yet?
1: Not yet, not yet. What? I will go yes. I, <laughs> I heard I a you lot would of just good be feedback. like yes, yes, yes. Do
0: I'll you go. know Tony and Kathy? Have you not met yet,
1: them? Not yet, not yet. I'm still too new. But, you know, I will little by little I will go there, I will meet them and you know, I will know them for sure. So
0: yeah. When did you leave the Beijing four seasons? Uh for the pandemic. So you left in the pandemic. Where did you go?
1: I went back to Italy. Back to Italy. Yeah. Because still my home, let's say. Okay. And yeah.
0: You went back home because everything was closed down? Yeah. Everything yeah. I mean Don't everything. Hotel, restaurant, everything. Everything's closed down.
1: Imagine a city that it's it's crazy, twenty four hours a day, right? There's people everywhere. Yeah. Any time of the day. From the night to the morning, early morning. Every, Always. How'd you get out? For the COVID, everything was shut off. Everything was like silent. Nobody on the street was scary. A scary movie. Seriously. So did you get laid off? And no, I was asking embassies like, hey, what's going on? I need to know. Because, you know, uh, they say there is a virus that can kill you. There's something very strong happening. So be careful. Stay at home. Don't go out. And then I called embassy, Italian embassy. was like, listen, I need to know what's going on because, you know, it's the future. I need—I mean, we were planning even to get another star. So I was like, I was there and pushing for even more because, you know, uh, in my life, it's always like this, right? I always want the best. I want to achieve something. And then I arrived there and say, like, okay, next step, what's, what is it? When I went to Norman, right? The best wrestler in the world. Okay, you want to go because it's the best wrestler in the world. You arrive there. Okay, I'm on the best restaurant in the world. And now, what What I will do? I mean, this is the maximum that I can achieve. When did you go to NOMO? I was like 22, 23 years old.
0: Oh, so this is before Beijing. Oh, much before. Yeah. So yeah. you were at NOMO Actually, before, before Beijing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So 23, 24. How old are you now? Uh, 35. you 35. Mm-hmm. All right.
1: was it around, let's say, 10 years ago, 9 but years was it ago. This is
0: 2012, yeah. 2013. Yeah, you were exactly. at NOMO? At Noma, yeah. And, um... What was that experience like? Because I've had a few people that have worked at Nomo on here, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I get mixed. I, I get here's what I get. It's an amazing restaurant, mm-hmm. but it's toxic as fuck. Mm. That's what I hear. I hear that it's it's if you're new or you're trying to make your way, it is really really hard, and you get screamed at and yelled at for no reason. And it's just it is a toxic environment but every time i see them on social media i see i follow renee mm-hmm. and i see them celebrating like we're the best restaurant in the world so i'm like exactly can you have a restaurant that's the best restaurant the world without it being toxic and how do you do it I, I don't know what was your experience
1: so i arrived there as a intern so basically you know the intern program that you go there and then you start to learn and mixing things and doing stuff like production kitchen. You know, I was uh, in Noma when was still in the old location. So we were on the canal. Beautiful building, beautiful place. Very, very, very intense, let's say. I arrived there where I was like, where are am, And I was impressed about the first day we are when we, d- we we did the tour of the kitchen. The guy that gave us a tour, he was like, hey guys, we are accepting any feedback that you give us. If you walk to the kitchen you feel that Something needs to be changed about flavors and stuff. Please let us know. We are open to any feedback. And I was impressed. I was like, they are the best person in the world. They accept my feedback? This is insane.
0: Did they actually accept your feedback? Actually, yeah, a lot. Okay. A lot. They're just saying that. Then you're no, like, no, no, no. Excuse me, this sauce. And they're like, <laughs> I will kill you. And you're like, oh, I didn't <laughs> no, mean no, to no, say no. that.
1: No, actually, of course, in a certain preparations that they were like very unique. Like in that time, you, you never heard about pear vinegar. A uh, celery vinegar or cauliflower vinegar or fennel vinegar, for example, that are very specific to the place because sure. you know, they created, they know what's going on, they know the f- profile of flavor that they want. So you will never say nothing about it, right? But if something is too salty or too sweet or whatever, too sure. sour, it's, they, they really accept your, your feedback, basically. How did you
0: get to be a part of that appen- like apprentice program? Uh, there? I
1: sent simply my CV, the answer. And they they were like, um, you're willing to join us? I was like, okay, let's go. And you know, as every time in my in my life, I take my luggage, and travel. And you go, and we go, yeah, Denmark, in Denmark, yeah. Actually, the city and the country is beautiful. I mean, like, I really love the. Uh, they are very green, very natural, very alternative, very, very, very beautiful place. To now be. a restaurant like that, when you mm-hmm. talk about Michelin stars.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm not familiar with Michelin. Like I don't know Michelin stars as well as I know like like a James Beard like these mm-hmm. different awards or the yes. Wine Spectator award of yes. excellence these type things. Can restaurants get stars? Just like a regular like, like is Nomo a Michelin star restaurant? Of like, course. Two now, star, now, three now, star whatever. They? How many
1: stars are there? Now, there are three Michelin stars. So the maximum that one restaurant can achieve before when I was there was two stars. Actually, they had very hard time to get the third one they wait like 10 or 15, I don't know, I don't remember well, but it was around 10 years that they waited for the third star. So it's been like forever. Imagine for a chef to wait. I mean, of course, everybody wants three stars. Three stars is like the achievement of a life, you know. Oh, I mean. For a chef, for sure. Sure. It's like having, I mean, I, I don't know. How can I compare That happiness, you know, because sometimes you say, okay, eating an apple is like eating something else, right? About the crunchiness or whatever. But having three star is... But what's next after that? Yeah. I mean,
0: for somebody who's constantly climbing and they're trying to Mm -hmm. get there, is it like when you get the third star, is it like, okay, we made it. Like you get to the, you summit, you know, Mount Everest. Do you just go back down? Like, how do you, how do you re, how do you, are you just constantly chasing that high?
1: Yeah of course it's because you know Michelin is uh, is uh, a mar- is like a guide yeah. it's launched every year so every year you can lose it wow so you need to be there on the spot you need to be there every second every guest can be an inspector at that point so wow. the pressure is insane but you know is that that is the do you the thrive in that environment uh I love to be in that kind of environment. So, okay, so you're... I, I, my entire life, I just worked in Michelin Star. From uh, my... When I was... Tw- I, I started very early. When I was 14. Yeah. In my parents' restaurant. They had the restaurants before. And it was a very small local restaurant in south of, the, south of Italy. So, you know, start to play with food in the beginning. Because you are kids. You play, basically. And then the things start to be serious. You know, and then, you know, start to move from to the pastry with the desserts and stuff. I did six years of pastry. So I come up I come up chef as a pastry chef. So it's weird, but I find out that it helped me a lot now today. Sure. There's a lot of technique that usually the chef that they don't do they, they never done sorry, pastry is like they they don't have this kind of openness of the mind. Mind open. So
0: Interesting. Well, I think pastry chefs, I think a lot of times are really art, artistic and yeah. their, their vision for what they're doing. They're, they're, they're artists. Exactly. I mean, exactly. that's what they do. Yeah. So
1: there's a lot of creativity there. And then I moved to the, to, the, to the savory side. And then at 20, I was like, okay, let me go. And I started to travel. My first restaurant was Two Mission Star in Milan, at Trussardi alla Scala. Basically, Trussardi is like this fashion brand, very famous in Italy. And it was two stars. It was crazy. Was crazy. I never, I never felt. I uh, was tired, tired, tiredish. How you say? Tired. Yeah. And in the same time, was beautiful. I, mean, I felt satisfied. You know, and that kind of feeling that you know, adrenaline that make you really feel on alive. Top of everything. Alive. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's it's okay. interesting because I I love. I think I share that. Like I love organized like the chaos. Mm, mm, I think we live on the edge of chaos. I heard that we were at a chicken farm today and he says, we're kind of like an, I kicked over anthill all the time. Well, yeah, just, there's just people everywhere moving and just, yeah. it was just, just crazy. Yeah. I, th- I love that moment on a Friday night or whatever night. And mm-hmm. it's just hair on fire. And there's 32 things you can do at one time. And y- Every sense in your body is mm-hmm. just heightened. Yes,
1: yes, yes. Energy. It's energy. Energy. Hot. Heat. You know, like fire. You, you right? thrive on that. Yeah, of course. I love it. And and then after that, I moved to another restaurant. that was from a French chef, Alain Ducasse, one of the best chefs in the world. Yeah. Very famous. And then I moved to London where I was working with a chef that was uh, German. Um... I, he has three missions in Rome, and he opened a restaurant in London where I was in charge of uh, different things, and I grew a lot over there. I mean, I started to learn a different language, different culture. Uh, you know, uh, London is like a melting pot of a lot of culture, so it was beautiful. It was uh, like um, mind-blowing for me. And then after that, uh, Noma, so two missions start again, and then Beijing. Where I achieve what I achieve basically
0: and So but the but the Beijing has to be the most satisfying.
1: Oh yeah, of course, cuz I mean, you
0: you earned a star. It was my baby. Basically. I mean, you yeah. did that. Yeah, 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 I did that. Yeah, yeah. Is there anybody in anybody in Nashville that has a Michelin star?
1: Uh no, Michelin is not rating Nashville yet. Really? Yes. Not yet. Mean, let's see. Let's hope. So That's you, something. Are happen. you hoping to bring? <laughs> oh, I wish. I Michelin hope. I here? hope. I hope. Yes. Why not? They they are rating a lot of uh, uh, cities in uh, in US. They didn't arrive yet in Nashville, but let's see. Let's see. I Never have no. I have Never a feeling
0: know. it's not far off. Yeah. In Nashville's, it's amazing how fast we're growing on the map. We got a mm-hmm. Ritz Carlton coming. Yeah. Yep. Yep. The W. The the Four Seasons. I mean, we've got. Some yes. pretty know, the, things going on. Hyatt. Do we have have you what's the best meal you've gone out with so far here in Nashville? Let's get back to Nashville for a second.
1: Oh, that's tough one. You know, I'm very busy. I'm very busy. I I didn't discover so many places yet. So I'm still looking Where are around. you staying? Do you have a do you have a, I have do you a, house, a home? Yeah. You bought a house? No, I didn't bought it, but I'm staying in an apartment. It's in on um, second avenue. So basically like four minutes away from my first Oh, so station. you're staying downtown. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I live in downtown. What's that me.
0: experience like
1: for you? Oh, it's, cr- it's very noisy, <laughs> I can say. Yeah. It's very noisy, very crowded. Also Have over you there. seen anything like it? Uh, I, l- I, l- I love this kind of city vibe. You know, you feel the noise. Uh, you feel the crowded. Energy. So, yeah, energy. Yeah, here we are, energy, yeah. But how do you relax?
0: Uh, Can I'm you the relax shower? in that?
1: Under the shower. <laughs> yeah, with the hot water, like steaming I water. i like crying there. under yeah, the <laughs> shower. No, 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 no crying, no. <laughs> Not crying yet. That's it. <laughs> How's the hiring
0: been? Are you, are you hiring uh, people? Yes,
1: you? I'm hiring people. Actually, if someone wanna come and join us, we are open for everybody. So, oh, yeah. what a great
0: opportunity, though. Exactly. I mean, for somebody who wants to come work, who, what, you, what kind of positions are you looking for?
1: Oh, every position we are open. Yeah. So every uh, position. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But you cook one, cook two, cook three. Do
0: you have uh, to want a Michelin star to come work there?
1: No, 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 no. Actually. Why I, not? I, I, I like people that, you know, they open, they, they happy to, to learn new things. We, we do a lot of stuff that are very different. Actually, the actual team that I have, they're like, oh man, I never seen this kind of stuff. I was like, they, they are things that I always did in my life. Are uh, you, does that
0: frustrate you a little bit?
1: Uh, no. Or you're it's probably
0: okay. used to having a different caliber. Of Actually,
1: you know what? During the pandemic, I was in Italy. I didn't say that I will I spent two years teaching. Really? And it's it's been a very open mind for me. Because you know, you have in front of you people that are like like a a blank book and you write on it. So that's beautiful. And I like people like that are open to this. And actually Co- I like coachable pos- people. Of course, yeah. And I like also people that say, Hey listen, you're doing this. What about this one? Let's check how I do and then we compare together and we see. I mean I like you know, sharing opinion and you know, open to to everything. So yeah. Wow.
0: Yep. Yeah. Any position in particular that you're really trying to find? Right. Let's really help find you somebody right now.
1: Uh, baker. Do you have a sous chef? Baker. Yes, I have a sous chef. A baker. Baker is very difficult because you know, being Italian, I grow with my my grandmother. 85 years old. Right now, she's still baking bread at home. Oh, wow. She has a wooden oven. My, grandfa- my grandfather, he waking up at 4 a.m. in the morning. He switches on the fire. And my grandmother, every weekend, she bake bread at home. Wow. So, and, you know. But that's growing, the best bread in the world, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. With the, you know, uh, sourdough, the wood fire, you know, beautiful crust and you know sponge Mm. inside you know I I love when it's still steamy that you cut it you know you smell that that you know the caramelization of the crust and you heard the crust is like noisy it's cracking and making noise it's beautiful beautiful and yeah so a baker for sure because we're gonna make our own sourdough okay very proud of it yeah and actually we're trying the recipe we arrived to uh,
0: would you ever think of having a local bakery make it for you? Like a local with your recipe?
1: Uh, Why not? Yes, oh, also. Yeah. So I have
0: a local bakery mm-hmm. who's a sponsor, Sharpies right oh, there. Oh. And Erin Mosso would be honored to make that sourdough bread for you. I'll t- I'm speaking oh. for her right now. Okay, yeah, why not? I'm going to make an introduction
1: can to be, you. Can, be, can, be, can be a possibility. It
0: be easier than finding a baker, right, at yeah. this time <laughs> in, the, in the world.
1: No, yes, yes. And I found out that, you know, after COVID, the people doesn't want to work in the kitchen anymore. Like it's very big. It's it's been very tough time for us to find people. It's not about money. It's not about you know. It, I think it's about life pressure. The people after COVID, they realize that you know, probably they enjoying more. You know, staying home or doing like you know social media work. Uh, in Italy, there are like more uh, food influencers that chefs right now. Seriously, yeah. it's insane. And yeah, but you know, we never give up. Let me ask you something on the menu
0: um, mm-hmm. at this restaurant. When they hire you to come to Nashville mm-hmm. to open Memo Memo Is there a do they do they tell you what they want you to do or do they say did you write the is the entire menu yours?
1: Yes. So the GM, it's a beautiful person, and you know, he was like, "This is your restaurant." Do what you feel to do. I mean, it's yours. So now we are trying a lot of recipes and a lot of stuff. And you know, this, in this, m- in this moment, seriously, we are trying like more than 150 dishes. From to to move from room service to the dining room to the lunch menu, the dinner menu. You know, a lot of things going on in our kitchen. And he gave me free space to do what I want. And you know. And I accept his feedback when he comes to the kitchen to try. He give me free space, I give him free way to say whatever he feels like. And I love that. It's like a free conversation between food and people. So it sounds like there's a healthy
0: respect for each other. Oh, yes, very much. He understands that you know what you're doing Definitely. and that you can do this stuff, but then also you respect his position. Absolutely. And I'm gonna listen to your feedback. But that's how you have a good relationship and that's business, how right? you
1: grow as well. You know, yeah. I'm new to US, right? Of course, in America, it's a different way to eat than in Italy. So, and I'm very open to hear to hear all the feedback that the people that are around here for, for more than me, they give me. So, yeah.
0: So, if you're out there listening to this, and I mean, let me paint the picture of the kind of person I think you're looking for. If you're there to get a paycheck because you want to make twenty dollars an hour and you're going to come in, you're going to clock in and you're going to clock out, probably don't apply. But if you wanna come in and you wanna work for somebody who has earned a Michelin star in Beijing, who's worked for some of the absolute best chefs in the world in his resume, and he wants to bring that caliber of dining to Nashville, and he wants to earn a Michelin star, and you wanna learn new styles of cooking, and you wanna learn how to run a really efficient kitchen, and you are curious, and you're you're up for an adventure and you're up for long hours and you want to make you want to do something that's bigger than you then I think this might be your place.
1: Yes, it is. Exactly you picture exactly the the kind of place that, you know, we're going to make it.
0: We're going to take a short break to hear a word from our sponsors. We are super excited to introduce Maintain IQ for restaurants. Maintain IQ is a modern digital checklist system that simplifies your operations. They are designed specifically for restaurants. You can standardize, track and manage food safety procedures, temp logs, daily checklists, preventive maintenance and ongoing repairs. He's saying that you can managers will save up to 10 hours per week. You can repair, you can reduce repairs and maintenance spend by $5,000 a year. Staff will know what to do, how to do it and when to do it, everything is digitally recorded minimize liability, ensuring safety, cleaning, and compliance standards are upheld. This is the best thing since sliced bread, guys. And we're going to talk about that in just a second with Sharpie A's. But we are talking about a checklist to do every single thing in your restaurant that's all kept nice and neat in a little app. You need to call Will Jackson. His number is 888-534-0261 and set up a 30-minute demo. If you do that, I'll give you a free Nash Restaurant Radio hat, or I'll give you a free Nash Restaurant Radio t shirt. Just send me a message on Instagram. Check out Maintain IQ. We absolutely love partnering with Sharpier's Bakery. Aaron Moso has been selling bread, fresh baked bread, to locally owned and operated restaurants six days a week for 36 years. Yes, her father started the company 36 years ago, and Aaron took it over uh, five years ago, and it is doing amazing things. I have so many guests that come in the studio that are just like, I love sharpies. They save me so much time, and the bread is so good. So we uh, we've got round buns, specialty round buns, dinner rolls, hoagies, baguettes. They do cheesecake. They do flourless chocolate torts. They do specially loaf breads and regular loaf breads and boules, Boulies? boules, b o u l e s. Sourdough, Long Tuscan, Wheat, Multigrain. They got everything. You should go check them out at com. That is c h a r p i e r s. C-H-A-R-P-I-E-R-S.com. Or you should give them a call at 615-356-0872. Supporting local is so damn important. And Aaron Mosso and all of our friends over at Sharpies Bakery do that daily. Give her a call right now. You know, what chefs want, some people still call it creation gardens, but what chefs want has been, was our first advertiser on the show. Uh, Monty Crawford saw what we we're doing. He goes, I want to be part of it, dude. I love it. And I just, I love that. They're so perfect because they work with locally owned and operated restaurants better than anyone. And let me tell you how they do it. No minimums, no fees, no fuel surcharges, no surcharges anytime. They deliver seven days a week. They have 24-7 customer support. You can call, text, chat, email, anytime, from anywhere. Or you can reach them at 502-587-9012. They have a diverse line of products. Their chefs have access to thousands of items across many different categories that allow them to receive fresh product daily. What Chefs Want is the perfect addition to any broadline company as they've got all of your fresh produce delivered daily, plus custom meats, anything that you need that your broadliner can't get. Give them a call, 800 or visit them at whatchefswant.com. Yep. That sounds like a... That gets me excited talking about that. You want to like, apply? You yeah. As <laughs> <no. laughs> uh, much... I mean, I would love to just come spend a day in the kitchen with you. I mean, yeah. I'm not kidding. Like I am, I'm not a chef. Mm-hmm. I'm probably more like the GM, like where I have a healthy respect for my chefs in my restaurants, but I know that they know their thing, but I'm, I feel confident giving them feedback when something's good. And when it's, when I don't like it and they understand that it's not a personal reflection on them. It's just a, Hey, this is my, I think that it has too much of this or that, yeah, And yeah, but, yeah. but they present stuff to me and we try it all the time. Yep. Yeah but there's a huge healthy respect for that.
1: As I told you, we actually we started the testing like one week ago. So now but today is like almost 2 weeks that we are trying every day like 10, 20 dishes a day. So it means that we seriously we produced more than 150 different items from the breakfast to the uh, we didn't arrive yet to the dinner part. We will have still like 2 weeks more uh, of tasting through all the dishes and all the things that we are doing. So, so yeah. tell me
0: what breakfast looks like at Mimo.
1: Uh, would be for sure uh, local and Italian at the same time. So local and Italian. Yes. So basically, we feature some dishes that would be like you know the I I just made a version of the the biscuits and gravy. Yeah, that is really interesting. It's exactly the same as you eat here when you close your eye and you try it. It's exactly the same flavor, but there is a but. Uh, we managed to make the biscuits on the base is with the mushroom and smoked cheddar, so give this umami flavor, porcini mushroom, to say. Okay. Uh, this mushroom umami flavor with the smoked cheddar that you know give this beautiful smoky roasted baked cheese you know imagine that flavor right oh yeah and then we have the italian sausage on top that is roasted very well as usually the people does in the gravy and then on top the gravy itself has a different texture it's very light it's uh, aerated and we use milk and also mozzarella cheese from italy so it's something incredible if you close your eyes, you have that. It's exactly the same. So why I put mozzarella? The people can, can we say can say, uh, are you crazy? You put mozzarella in uh, in the gravy, but what mozzarella will give me in the gravy is the fattiness of the gravy. You know that uh, we uh, we managed to make it in, into a form, so it's like varied. When you will try, it's not heavy. As a mozzarella is, but it's something absolutely beautiful and tasty, of course.
0: <laughs> I'm just sitting here, and I have a perfect, like my my mouth wants to eat that. Yes. Right now. Yes. It's so different when people say, "Are you crazy?" Go oh, a little bit, yeah. <laughs> I'm crazy what? too. Yeah, that's, I told that's you. what I am saying. Like, I'm crazy. I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are you crazy like? Uh,
1: yeah are you crazy? You put mozzarella in your gravy? oh yes, I am a little bit so I th- everything doesn't have
0: to be the same as everybody else exactly exactly that's so cool okay, so there's your breakfast, and what mm-hmm.
1: about uh lunch what it's about- one of the items. Huh? I mean like yeah I mean it's not but that's a, for sure, but I mean, that's like, well,
0: I think that that's an indicator of what you're yeah, doing for yeah, breakfast yeah, like yeah, it's yeah. not your standard chicken and waffles like i'm I'm doing maybe I'm doing biscuits and gravy, but I'm doing it different about the waffle, chef and yellow style. Exactly
1: about the waffle, we are planning to do waffle with sourdough. So instead of the baking powder that everybody does, we put sourdough inside. So it would be natural, natural uh, rising, rising. Yes, so it would be very sour. I mean, a little bit sour. Beautiful, uh, spongy texture, crispy on the outside. I mean, like very interesting.
0: Wow! Yeah, that does that. Mm-hmm. Again, that's yep. another different take on it. Okay, so yep. I'm, g- I'm starting to get an idea. Yes. What is the dinner menu going to look like?
1: Dinner menu. We will be a uh, seafood-oriented restaurant. So, we'll be crudo section that, you know, I'm still finding the right fish to put on it. I'm looking for, you know, you ever heard the red shrimp from Sicily? Yeah. It's They are insanely good. Like, oh, my God. When, when you have that, you have... The Mediterranean sea in your mouth—it's sweet, umami, salty. It's a lot of things going. On. Even the color is red, right? Red, like the flower. The, sorry, the fire. Everything is beautiful about the red shrimp, and I'm trying to find that to put in the, in our menu. And then pasta for sure. We are Italian, so uh, I like my pasta. You know, in Italian there is a word that is mantecare. Mantecare is the final step of putting sauce and pasta together. I don't want to translate in any English word. Mantecare is mantecare. Need to be like pasta is an international word, right? That you yeah. use pasta in China, in America, and in Italy to recognize what is pasta basically. Mantecare is the same. Mantecare is the gesture that brings the sauce and the pasta together to make like.
0: I didn't know that was a thing.
1: Yeah. And it's beautiful. It's like the final touch. It's the the thing. is like the hug. You know, the yeah. hug that two people does. That is the hug from the sauce to the pasta and the pasta to the sauce. So, mantecare is the most important action that you do on your pasta. So, you know, it's uh, because you will feel in your mouth when you when you eat some when you eat the, the that bowl of pasta. You will feel the sauce and the and the past itself, they will be connected. They talking each other, and that is called mantecate. Mantecate.
0: So I always reference the movie Ratatouille. Mm. Have yeah. you seen this movie? I
1: love it. I saw it like three, four times.
0: So my favorite scene in the movie is when he's talking to his brother Emile, mm-hmm. and his he goes, like, "I want some food." He's out. He meets mm-hmm. him at the restaurant. He's at um. Oh, I can't think of the name of the restaurant right now. But he's at the restaurant and he goes, and he goes, brings back food, and he hands him like some cheese and some berries. Yep. And then he eats them both. He's like, ah, what are you doing? Yeah. And he goes, Try the cheese. And he tries the cheese. And like the musical notes. And he mm-hmm. says, Now try the berry. Yes. He says, Now try them together. And he yes. eats them both in the the beautiful music notes. Yes. And I imagine what you're saying right now is like you've got the pasta. And you've got the sauce. Yes, you can yes. eat the pasta, and the pasta is good by itself. You can eat the sauce by itself; is very good. But when you put the pasta with the sauce, yes.
1: oh, yes, yes,
0: the magic. The happened. magic happens. The, yes. the, the The music notes and the exactly. all well, the just things happening.
1: Absolutely yes. And about this cheese and uh, and the berries that you were talking, uh, you know, in this period we're trying different suppliers and stuff. One supplier came with a strawberry chocolate that a very special brand is making. Basically, it's a chocolate made with the freeze-dried strawberry. And then he got uh, the blue cheese, you know, the famous gorgonzola. Yeah. I told to this guy, he was my supplier, hey, you need to do something. Take this piece of chocolate. I knew already the chocolate because I used it before in China. Take this chocolate and take on top a piece of gorgonzola cheese, blue cheese, and eat it together. He was eating that. It was like, you opened my brain, my mind. I never had this kind of. I sell this product, and I never tried something like this. This is insane. It was a simply a piece of chocolate and a piece of cheese together, and it was one of the best things that he ever had.
0: What gives you the most joy? Because I hear you telling that mm-hmm. story where you feed somebody. Like what? what gives you the most joy in a restaurant? Is it creating a dish that somebody eats and they're just like, that was the, is it creating experiences or is it seeing a line cook develop into a chef or is it Mm. a Michelin star? Like what is the, what is is the thing you're chasing right now? What helps you sleep at night? What is the goal?
1: Uh, I mean, it's not prepared. I mean, like, First of all, we need to say that, you know, makes me happy a lot, the satisfaction of the people. When they try the food that we prepared and see, you can read the eyes. When someone is really satisfied, when someone is really happy about what they are eating, you will feel. And that feel is uh, like a connection between guests and who is preparing the, the food.
0: Is it an open kitchen? Yes. So from the kitchen, you can see the guests.
1: Yes. And they can Actually, they can see us from the street.
0: How important is that?
1: Oh, a lot. Because it's like, I see who is making me food. I see who's preparing that dish that I'm having in front of me. It's crucial. It's like, you know, I'm giving myself to someone. It's like, I'm going to the doctor, right? You give yourself to the doctor in the hands of the doctor. Sure. It's exactly the same when you go to the restaurant. I'm giving myself. To someone, of course, there is the fun part that you know you go with friends and you celebrate and of course. things and stuff. But basically, literally, who who want experience, you give yourself to in in the hands of who is cooking and seeing them doing that that you will eat is super. It give like forty percent of value to to the food that you are.
0: Well, I think the guest do. has a really good opportunity to see you make the food, but I'm talking about the people that are making the food. Mm-hmm. Instead of being in a closed kitchen where you're making a dish, you're spinning it in the window and the expediter kind of finishes it and then it's gone. Like I'm on to the next thing. Your head is down. You're just making dishes in the window and it disappears into the ether. When I can make a dish, put it in a window, and then I can watch it go to the table Mm -hmm. and I can see the person take their camera out and take a picture of it and then them talking to their friends and smiling and then that first bite and their eyes open real big and they go, "This is amazing." If I'm a if I'm a cook, and I can see that, I'm probably taking a little more pride,
1: of course, and what I'm putting on of a plate. Course. It's magic. Remember the magic we were talking before, right? That's the magic that happened. Yeah, that you see your food being. I mean, I mean, you 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 see the final action that it's the most important, right? The the the. The valorization of the the things that you created, basically, from the product you buy till the end, you see every step, every process, and this is the the best things that you can do in your so work. So
0: for you, there's a little bit of a closing. It's kind of a payoff because it started probably with you sitting on your couch eating pizza. With an idea of of a dish, and you start making notes, and then you start cooking something. You try something, and then you call a vendor, and you go, "Can you can you find me this type of cheese?" And mm-hmm. then you got to find this berry. Then you source it, and then you bring it in, and you start making it. And all, and then you got to teach other people how to make Makes it. And sense. then finally, the guest eating it. Is there a do you have do you ever have a fear that like they're not gonna
1: like it? Uh, sometimes yeah uh, to sometimes, me yeah, to be honest yeah
0: it seems like a very vulnerable process mm-hmm. like when you create a dish that you love mm-hmm. and your palate is so far advanced yeah and in Nashville the palate's there but I mean to the average tourist that's coming in from Minnesota they might not know what they're getting into I guess they go to the Four Seasons they're gonna know but like do you is there is there fear in you that like this dish is they're not gonna like it
1: no one fix that I will do for sure I will I will Talk to everybody, so they will come to my restaurant. The kitchen is open, right? I see people coming. I will go to the table, start to talk. The talking. Oh, so is you're like going to be interactive with the guests course, in the of building. It's my first priority to interact and talk with the people. So, like the, like the people that we say hello when they see me on the Vespa, I will say hello, ciao, y'all, to everyone that will come to my restaurant. So that will be very important for me. So talking and seeing how they they want the experience, right? If they are a little bit more classic, if they are a little bit more edgy, like, okay, I want to try something different. I want to try something more, uh, you know. um, How big is the restaurant? How many seats do you have? We have 200 seats. 200? But also with the outside seating, for sure. Well,
0: you're not going to be able to meet every table.
1: Oh, I mean.
0: There's going to be a couple you can go
1: meet. Of course, but I will, I will try to, I mean, to, to go to every table for sure. I mean, like, if before or after the experience, the dinner, I will try to to get in touch with everybody. So yeah, okay. we have uh, also outside sitting. So you know,
0: got it. Okay, you visit all the pretty girls.
1: Oh, also yeah, because <laughs> you so it, many in downtown there are so many I mean, like all these woo girls they call How the you woo girls yeah, the woo girls yeah. like. Do you love it? I call bachelor rave party (laughs) because you know there are so many like from the morning to the end of the night they are like crazy a lot like seriously a lot yeah i mean like have you have you met have you
0: met any girls here so far since you've been here are you like i'm a i'm the new chef and i'm (laughs) i'm single and here i am
1: no i mean i interact with my colleagues at, at work so i've been very busy i mean
0: that's it I'm gonna do a dating game on this show, and I'm gonna get like three women, and I'm gonna have oh them on the show, God. and then you get to interview them, and then yes. we're gonna have a nice date set we, we up for first you. First,
1: we can work with them if they, someone can be a baker. <laughs> <laughs> like, and then, <laughs> look,
0: dude, you're trying to set me up here, but I don't care. I need yeah. a baker. <laughs> I don't need a woman. I need a yeah. baker. But if you she know, can bake bre- bread, I'm, is
1: important, you know. If she know how to make bread. <laughs> You can be with me forever, you know what I mean? Yeah, right? <laughs>
0: so that's the key to your heart, huh? Yeah, I need to be if she so, yeah. Tell me what kind of woman you like.
1: Uh, she needs to know how to cook, basically. But why would she know that <laughs> you know how to cook? You know, at home, I never cook. I mean, like, I'm just relaxed and you know, chill. You know, do you think that's intimidating though? Like, because I want to come cook for you. you like, you do it all wrong. This is all wrong. <laughs> no. I'll do it. This is ridiculous. No, no. My, ma- my mom is the same, right? I mean, she cook lovely stuff. and anyway, I never say nothing. I mean, like, even though I don't like it, oh, it's good. I mean, it's about respect, especially in the south of Italy. It's very important. Have you ever respect. dated an
0: American girl?
1: No, never. Okay. So, yeah.
0: I'm gonna try and get set up because he's a gun, Come here.
1: you're a young guy, op- you're an attractive open. dude. I, you know, you got you got to have somebody to share all this. Let with. me let me open the first season first, okay? <laughs> Otherwise, the gem will kill me.
0: <laughs> you're like, uh, I'm getting married, so we can't open on time. Yes, it's gonna be a while. Brandon over at Nashville Restaurant Radio found <laughs> these girls, and here they we are. Know how like bake the, bread, they know how to bake bread. I have all these bakers calling uh, me now. Yes. Hit me up on Instagram. <laughs> Are you on Instagram? Oh, yeah. What yeah. is your handle on Instagram?
1: Nello Turco Chef. Turco is my surname. Nello okay, so is my name.
0: N-E-L-L-O.
1: Yeah. T-U-R-C-O.
0: T-U-R-C-O.
1: Yeah. Nello. Nello Turco. Yeah. C-H-E-F.
0: Nello Turco Chef. Mm-hmm. Okay. So go follow Chef Nello. Nello Turco, T-U-R-C-O, C-H-E-F mm-hmm. on Instagram. Yes. And there you go. You got that That there. Now, now you're set up.
1: Okay, thank you. <laughs> just just <laughs> me- message know, him after they next open. Next <laughs> year, let's 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 fix this. Next year we'll connect again and we'll figure out how is my private life and my work life.
0: Well, yeah, okay, so we'll work on your personal life after the after the holidays. All right. Yeah, let's definitely. get through New Year's. Okay? okay, we'll bring you back and we'll do a yeah. dating show. Okay. We'll get a bunch of bakers on here <laughs> that like to make bread. I'll start working on it. I'll get you a couple here. It'd be a lot of fun. Yes. And uh, I was looking at your bio. Mm-hmm. So Music that that you like? Oh yeah! I was kind of like, wow, that's some interesting bands because it was like the Spice Girls Mm -hmm. and who? God, help me out. Who were who's your favorite? What what do you like to listen to? I'm I'm like the Spice Girls got me. I was like Spice
1: Girls. I'm a ninety boy. You know what I mean? I grow in the ninety. Everything that's related to ninety, I love it. I was I grew with Green Day. Yeah, Green Day. It's yeah. like Green
0: Day and Spice Girls. I was like, whoa. You know what I mean? Some forty one, was that one of them too?
1: Yeah, I mean, like I love You 2 Green Days, Spice Girl, uh, Placebo. You know Placebo? I mean, no. Like, yeah, they are very European. It's, I don't know Placebo. Yeah, they are amazing. I love them, and you know, uh, Florence and Machine. Florence yeah. and Machine. I mean, like I grew with this kind of. It's like alterna- alternative, yeah, yeah, yeah style yeah. like yes. rock and roll. Yes, yes. And then recently, I discovered like, flume. You know, it's like electronic, emotional music. Flume disclosure. I love this kind of vibes. Sounds beautiful. Do so, you like to go out to clubs? Oh yeah, I'm very, I, I'm energetic. As I told, as, as you feel actually. You like before just I, dancing the whole. Before I night? was sweating because you know I have heat inside my body that bring. Water outside my head. So yeah, I'm very energetic. So I need I need good vibes around me, yeah, for sure. I
0: think you're the only person that I've ever met mm-hmm. that just explained sweating as I had heat inside of my body which pushed the it's liquid out.
1: You can see you can feel that I was in China because you know they they always say there is a heat inside us that that you know manage our body. Basically they drink hot water when they feel cold, and they feel that inside themselves that is cold. So they need to they need to drink hot water like hot, or the opposite
0: tea. kind of where the hot, yeah tea and water yeah tea and water. That's just I just, I just I young, living, you know, this kind of stuff. So there's yeah, heat inside change. of me, and yeah. it pushes the water yeah, out. Though, yeah, so I'm yeah. sweating.
1: Yeah, it's, it's very Chinese stuff. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. That's cool, man. Yes, I I, I dig that. I love I love a different perspective on things, yeah. and I love a um I love positivity. So I love like that. you you do have an absolute energy about you.
1: Yes, yes. Thank you.
0: In the kitchen, mm-hmm. are you playing music, or is it not now? Quiet?
1: but Not now, but we will. We will play for like when sure. you're prepping in the morning. Oh yeah, like. for sure. Yeah, one hundred percent. Actually, yeah. Do you choose the music? No, I let them also if if the music that you know it's like a little bit down. Nah, I need like rock, you know, beautiful vibes. Here we are. Even okay. The music. So, you know, something that. Uh, I never listened to much country music. The first day I arrived here, my GM organized. I mean he gave me a ticket to see a country music concert. Who did so, you go see? Uh was uh, a the the festival that was in June. What's the name? CMA? Yeah, CMA. The final day. Oh and, wow, uh, w- at the re-
0: at the Nissan Stadium. Yeah,
1: exactly. Oh wow. And I, I was for me the first time that I heard that songs and it was like fantastic the energy was beautiful and actually you know the good music is like the good food yeah you don't need to know what's going on you just need to listen and you will feel it is good and you need to eat to feel it is good or not i mean it's objectively objectively the good music and the good food you know it's good for everybody it's a
0: creative outlet that somebody's putting out there and you can experience it however you like if you have an open mind exactly and you let it in you just might be surprised by something really yeah. freaking cool. And
1: I had a lot. Of, imagine I was like two, three, two days traveling. Jet Lagos. Can I say a bad word?
0: Whatever you want, man.
1: <laughs> I mean, Jet lag as fuck. And yeah. then I went there. I was like dying. That music? Give me energy. You know, Jack Daniels and stuff. <laughs> and I was like, wow, this is what I need here. It was very this
0: beautiful. Jack Daniels and country music. Yeah. And he's like, I'm a fan. Let's yeah, go. Yeah,
1: yeah. And then the, the day after I went to work, I was like, I'm from Tennessee now. Hey, uh, nice to meet you. I'm <laughs> like, low. ciao, y'all. Yeah, ciao, y'all. I'm from Tennessee. <laughs> I'm but from Nashville, let's say.
0: Either way, they're yeah, both. Yeah. The, they're both. They're both right. Yes. 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 You knew what the state bird was. Yeah. <laughs> and I didn't. So you're exactly. already. You're ahead of me. Yes. Yes. Um, this is so fun, man. I've enjoyed talking with you. Thank you. Thank you so much. I was so excited to have you in Nashville. I'm excited for your for. Your energy, your vibe, but also what you're going to contribute to the culinary scene. I think that's so neat. I love welcoming people in. The restaurant community here in town is a really special community. And hopefully, as you venture out and as you get to meet people, and hopefully people hear this and they go, Well, that guy's mm-hmm. that guy's got a lot of energy. He's a little crazy. I like that. There's a lot of people in this town that are that way, too. And it's open arms. I know that the entire city will welcome you into the city, the chef community. Actually,
1: actually, you know, I need to say that there is this southern vibe that is very similar to the southern vibe that we have in Italy, in my hometown, basically. I walk out of my building, even the homeless people say hello to you. This is insane. It's beautiful. Everybody's smiling on the street when you walk, and it's very, 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 very welcoming city and, you know, beautiful. I love
0: it. This individual, the culinary community is very, very cool. I think Mm -hmm. that, um, I think you'll get to experience it. And hopefully people will get to come in and experience what you're doing. Hopefully we can, uh, you can contribute. I think you have a lot to to bring to the culture of this town. Definitely. You know, we, we, Tony and Kathy come into town. There's. Tandy over in Germantown and Sean. Mm-hmm. And there's mm-hmm. so many just amazing chefs here in the city. And they all kind of do their own thing. They give back in a different way. And I'm super excited to see what your legacy Thank ends up you. to be. I Thank mean, we're one. so at the very beginning. I'm so excited to introduce you to the Actually,
1: Oh, co- feature, you are the first one that's interviewed me from from one month and a half that time am here. here you are literally the first one.
0: Well, I'm honored and i'm blessed to be able to do it thank you this has been a lot of fun um we'll have to do it again after the new year mm-hmm. right oh, so yeah. i do want to come <laughs> yeah, recap the recap i would love to come spend a day with you in the Perfect. restaurant and yeah, just yeah, kind of kick it first
1: you come first in my kitchen and then you host me here again this yeah yeah we're next then i gotta
0: host you you come to my restaurant too all right cool. you come to my restaurant and you can absolutely check it out and see what uh, yes. what's going on out there yes um the last things that we do here on the show is uh, we do something called the Gordon Food Service Final Thought. Mm-hmm. So, this is sponsored by Gordon Food Service.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: They're amazing wow. people. Yes. It's all the stuff here. i give you a really cool coffee amazing. mug you can take with yes. you. Yes. Um, at Gordon Food Service, they're great. So, what we do is we do a final thought. So, you get to take us out, the interview, whatever you want to say. Okay. You're speaking to the culinary community in Nashville. Okay. Whatever you want
1: to say, as long as you want to say it. Okay. <laughs>
0: The mic is yours. Take us oh,
1: out. Oh, that's that's fun as well. So, uh, if you eat well, you will cook well. So, please, eat well, go around, and, you know, and have fun in your kitchen, in your table, on your table, around everywhere. I, I'm, I'm very simple sometimes when, when it's up to, to this kind of stuff. And, yeah, I mean, I'm very excited to be here, for sure. In Nashville, it's been like crazy one month and off half. And I will be very happy to contribute in this big food family that is uh, Nashville food scene. So thank you so much, Brandon. And yeah, so I hope to see you all in my restaurant, Mimo. So ciao y'all now.
0: Ciao y'all. Ciao
1: y'all. Again, hashtag ciao y'all.
0: Hashtag ciao y'all. Y'all come back now. You're here. you hear That's what they'll say. So definitely, mm-hmm. we'll do it again. Chef and Yellow. Yes. How do you say? How do you say? It's very nice to meet you in Italian.
1: È stato veramente un gran piacere.
0: That is what I mean to say. I yes. know mucho gusto. Yes. So, <laughs> what you just said, right back at yes. you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for coming in today. Thank you again. All Thank right. Thank you. All right. Ciao, y'all. I'm gonna start using that. I really like that uh what a fun guy i tell you you can really tell the howard stern influence coming out of me when i'm like we gotta find you a girl oh lord help me uh (laughs) listen to that and i'm like good lord but i didn't take it out I i gotta be real here guys we'll just leave everything in i don't do a lot of editing i don't ever take anything out of episodes um just because why not Let's just let's keep it real. Let's have a good time with it. And I uh, hope you in- enjoyed that interview with Chef Angelo Turco. He's a lot of fun. I cannot wait to see what that guy is able to produce in this city and uh that's your first look, first interview in Nashville. So hopefully that was one that you enjoyed and um, we got a big big bunch of episodes coming up. This Friday you'll get to hear Kate Madry, who's an actress and a comedian and she is she hosts the Clear-Headed podcast. So it is a sober cast where we're talking about um, my own drinking and her not drinking we kind of tell each other stories and we kind of go back and forth with some questions so I talk a lot she talks a lot but I think it's overall it's really good um, it's, it's an emotional episode I mean I think I, I definitely get into the feelings and we we, we talk a lot about <laughs> what we felt going through this excited for you to hear it and then we have Laura from the Fox bar she's this episode's gonna be out this Wednesday on the gospel of cocktail podcast we've got two more episodes coming at you we got a bonus one in with Laura and um, I think you're really gonna love it but I hope that you guys are being safe out there have a wonderful week ahead of you and uh, love you guys bye